Hi, I'm Vanessa Stoikov and welcome to our latest program, Future Talk, where we talk the future of the financial services industry. And today you're going to see the head of UBS Asset Management, Bryce Doherty, talk to the head of the FSC, Sally Lone, about all things advisor, super, tech and politics. So given your long history as a journalist before becoming the CEO of the Financial Services Council, how has that shaped the way that you've taken on this role? Uh, I was a political journalist for a long time and I think um, having a good understanding of how politics work, how the different political parties work and also the bureaucracy in Canberra works as well, I think that gave me some insights. I had 10 years in the corporate sector as well in between being a journalist and coming to the FSC. So I've had um, a view from a number of different sectors and that does um, inform the way I do my work. And how do you feel politics has changed or maybe stayed the same? Look, politics, I think, has become much more um, polarised. I think social media has helped do that. When I was in the press gallery in Canberra, it was really about deadlines, um, newspapers, radio and television and, and not much else. But now, of course, news is 24-7. And how do you think that bleeds across into the financial services sector and in particular superannuation? Yeah, look, I think uh, superannuation is probably the most partisan piece of policy in Australia. Um, when we think about public policy and the debates between the different political parties, we often think of the energy debate or the water debate or the climate change debate. I actually think superannuation is, is even more um, partisan than that. Um, superannuation has been around for a very long time, but compulsory super was introduced by a Labor government, Paul Keating and the trade union movement. So they have a very big um, ownership and, and belief in the system. Um, and you always find that it's, uh, that it's often argued about on, on sort of partisan lines. I think now it's different. I think um, a lot of the ideology has moved out of the sector. So that's a good thing. I think mm. we can all um, focus on what's best for consumers because ultimately super is a great public policy and it's got to focus on the end user. Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, it's a great public good. And, uh, you is. know, when we look at things like the global financial crisis 2008, uh, no, no mistake that Australia had a very shallow global financial crisis because of the amount of capital involved in the superannuation system. When do you think the ideology disappears? When do they get over it? When uh, do they understand that this is a great thing for Australians and it doesn't matter which side of politics you're on? I think it's now so big, you know, three, nearly $3 trillion of funds under management. We've got the fourth biggest pension system in the world. Little old Australia behind the US, the UK and Canada. That's pretty amazing. So, look, I think both sides of politics uh, understand that um, compulsory super is here to stay. We are going to have um, more inquiries. We're going to have the Retirement Incomes Review, I think, which will look in depth at the three pillars of retirement. So they'll look at compulsory super, voluntary savings, and also the age pension system. And I think that's a good thing. I, th I think the more we sort of have focus on retirement savings and what we all should be doing for the future, the better. I think we've had a period where people have been quite disengaged from super, and that has not been a good thing. I think now is the time where everybody needs to look at their super needs to understand about compulsory savings and uh, needs to understand that this is the, the way forward. I think one of the great things about superannuation is that it's grown to be such a huge savings base for Australians. But one of the issues, I suppose, with that is it seems that every time that uh, the Treasurer of the day has a problem around budget time, 
the honeypot is superannuation and someone in Treasury will say, well, you know, if we just went and did this or if we just went and did that, we'd be able to balance the budget. Do you think that that's a problem, that the super system is seen as a bit of a political uh, save-all uh, when it's uh, budget time? I think in the past that's happened. Um, in my time at the FSC, five years, there's only been one budget where it hasn't been tinkered with, where those tax settings <coughs> have not been tinkered with. And we came out and said, fantastic, you know, leave it as it is. Um, uh, at the last election, um, Labor went in with different policies around super and retirement savings, um, so there was going to be more tinkering. I think at the moment it's fairly stable. Um, it's complex enough already. Um, this is why so many Australians really don't have a lot of engagement, because the system is complex already. We've got to make it simpler. Do you see a time when the Australian Government would look at moving super outside of, uh, of the government, as it were, so similar to what they did with the RBA uh, going back many years? Look, I think um, that's being debated, um, and we've seen quite a bit of debate um, from both sides of politics, actually. Um, a couple of years ago, um, I noticed it was coming from the other side of politics, this whole debate about you know whether superannuation um, is compulsory for every um, age group and every demographic. Um, and now we're seeing a bit from the backbench of the Liberal Party, um, as we saw from some people in the Labor movement a couple of years ago. So it's always been up for debate, and that's a good thing. I think we always need to have that debate as a community. Um, some people will say, look, maybe I need that savings if I'm going to be a low-income worker all my life. But then some people will say, um, I'm not going to be a low-income worker. I want to start saving super when I am earning quite a, a small bit of money because that will compound when I'm when I'm earning more. So mm. having this debate, getting um, getting a fact-based sort of platform of evidence around super, around the age pension and around voluntary savings will give us a very, very good fact base for good public policy. So Sally, you mentioned some of the uh, murmurings coming from the backbench. Uh, one of the newer uh, senators, uh, Senator Bragg, has come out talking about people earning less than $50,000 being able to uh, voluntarily opt in to super and not be part of the compulsory system. I mean, I think that's quite dangerous, particularly given that you know when people first start their career at 18 or 19 or in their early 20s, that's when they're likely to be earning less than that. And we know that the biggest, uh, the biggest factor helping you with your retirement savings is compounding interest. What do you think about that idea that if you're earning less than $50,000, you should be able to opt out of superannuation? It certainly focused a lot of people's attention on super, which is a good thing. So the more people can think about this and debate it over the kitchen table, the better. This is not particularly new. I've, I read it. Um, it was said by somebody on the Labor side a couple of years ago. So we've had this debate across party lines before, and I think it's good that it's focusing people's minds. I wish I'd started saving for superannuation earlier. I didn't start compulsory super until it's, it started in 1992. It was only 3%. Um, foolishly, I thought that was a lot of money and I could do better with that 3%. In fact, what I should have done is put more money into super then because um, come all these years later, 27, 28 years on, um, I haven't got enough super. Um, so if I'd focused on super when I was a young person, not earning very much money, I would be in a, a much better position now. And it's a very interesting point that some who criticise the super system talk about the fact that only 20 to 30 percent, depending on whose figures you believe, of Australians are self-sufficient in retirement because of super, and yet they fail to 
point out exactly as you've just said, that it only started at 3%. Exactly. And we're still not even up to the 12% that was envisaged. No, we're not. And uh, that's going to be a debate that we're about to have and, and bring it on. I think it's a great debate and I think everybody should think about it. Um, should think about their voluntary savings, should think about super and should think about the intersection with the age pension. And as I said, once we get that fact base, that, that, um, that platform, then we can start to really develop the best possible public policy for super. Thanks, Kelly. It's been really good to talk to you today. Thanks, Bryce.